live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network. Lobs in zone for Stoops. He caught it. He caught it. Drake Stoops touchdown with Bob Stoops on the sideline. You gotta be kidding me! What a moment! It's the T Row in the morning show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Ball stolen, layup blocked by Shagwap. Get that out of here. Rock the Shagwap. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Law Offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution line at 405-329-9000. Casey Thompson back to pass under pressure. We got him! Danny Stutzman! It's a sack! Crossover, Cortez pivots in the paint. He'll shoot from there and he got it! He got it! It's the Bichon Show in Norman! Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. T-Row in the Morning Show on a Friday, January 28th. We're running out of January, folks. Live at Auburn, Alabama today, we got the Sooners and the number one ranked Auburn Tigers coming up tomorrow afternoon. One o'clock in the Big 12 SEC Challenge. And it is our pleasure and honor to be joined now by the play-by-play voice of those Auburn Tigers, better known in these parts as the brother of <laughs> Joel Burcham, Andy Burcham. <laughs> Good morning, I, I, under, I understand that, and I'm honored that I'm known that way there in Norman. <laughs> he nailed it again last week. I'm telling you, man, he's the best. He's the best. How you doing, Andy? I'm doing well, Toby. Uh, doing well. Looking forward to tomorrow's game against the, the Sooners. It'll be a packed house. It'll be a great atmosphere, and I, I expect it to be an outstanding basketball game tomorrow. Tell me about that atmosphere. Let's start there. Uh, is it, is, you know, is the crowd, you're number one, okay? You're 19-1, and one, you're number one. It, it, what's the fan base like right now, and what is an Auburn home game atmosphere like? Well, it's easier to get a, a ticket to an Auburn basketball game on the road than it is at home. Wow. That is the easiest way to, to, to put it. And when they built the Auburn Arena 12 years ago, they built it and it was designed to where, and it's very similar to Cameron Indoor Stadium, where they put the students on the floor. And so three-quarters of the lower bowl uh, at, at Auburn Arena will be students tomorrow. And right behind the benches is the alumni or the scholarship seats. And last week when Auburn played Kentucky, they camped out to get in the building. It's not a reserved seat for the students. And they're right behind us, and it is a raucous atmosphere. And then, I mean, it'll be it, – I think <clears throat> it's a packed house. It's something that Auburn has started to get used to now, and it will be a lively atmosphere. They're a very active nice. – in 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 this in these games, and um, I expect that it will be a, a terrific atmosphere tomorrow for the Sooners rolling into town. Where are we, Andy? Are we on the court? Are we up high? Where where you got me tomorrow? You'll be on the court uh, next to your bench. We're across you from you, uh, but you will be next to your bench tomorrow. Look at that hospitality right there, TJ. Southern hospitality right there. Um, how's Bruce Pearl done it? Andy, they had a losing record last year. 
Here we are two-thirds of the way through the season, 19-1 and one and ranked number one in the nation. How has he done it with this team? Well, part of, the, part of it is he took advantage of the transfer portal. And he brought in Wendell Green Jr. from Eastern Kentucky. He, um, he brought in Katie Johnson, who transferred from Georgia. And he brought in Zepp Jasper, uh, Auburn's starting point guard, who transferred in from the College of Charleston. And those three have made an enormous difference in this Auburn roster. And then, oh, by the way, a seven-footer by the name of Walker Kessler, who Auburn recruited heavily, and he came in from North Carolina. And then the, the lone freshman in this rotation is a five-star freshman, the highest-ranked freshman that Auburn's ever had, and that's Shabari Smith. He'll be a one-and-done. Uh, he will be a lottery pick. There are talks that he could be the number one pick in the NBA draft. So all of these guys are brand new to the roster uh, off of a team from a year ago that, as you, as, you, as you mentioned, it was a struggle a year ago. Auburn had injury problems uh, at point guard. Most of the year it didn't even play with a true point guard. And so that is, that, that's the new part of it. And then Alan Flanagan has come back from a preseason Achilles problem and is back in the starting lineup. He was a preseason All-SEC. He's the son of Auburn assistant coach and former Auburn point guard Wes Flanagan. And he has just added to as deep a team as Auburn has had. And that's one thing, Toby, that Auburn did not have a year ago, and that was depth at all. And there are guys that, that logged significant minutes for Auburn last year that are not even getting on the floor for this Auburn team this year. Give me their strengths, and then if there is a weakness, what would it be? And by the way, I'm gonna I'm writing this down to share it with oh, Porter Moser. Oh, yeah. Of course, I, I'm, I'm well aware yeah. of how this works. <laughs> uh, I, I think Auburn's strength is getting to the rim, and and Walker Kessler is part of that. Auburn runs a terrific pick and roll that that takes advantage of Kessler's ability to move. And, and get to the rim. Um, one of its strengths is its depth. And I think there are some games this year that Auburn has just worn down opponents in spite of the fact that it has trailed by double digits in several games this year, and Auburn has come back and won those games. Um, and I think the depth has played a major part of that. There have been some times this year where Auburn's gone through some scoring droughts. And it typically happens in a first half, and then Auburn finds a way in the second half to come back. Now, listen, Tuesday night at Missouri, uh, Auburn's first game ever as the number one team in the country. Uh, the Tigers shoot 30% from the field and found a way to win a basketball game. It was ugly uh, in a place where Auburn typically does not play well, Mizzou Arena. But Auburn found a way to win it. And I think also one of Auburn's strengths is the fact that, that it's, it seems to be a different guy every night. It's not just Jabari Smith all the time or Katie Johnson or Walker Kessler. Uh, and at times it's multiple guys. But, for example, Tuesday night, Walker or uh, Katie Johnson scores the last five points of the game for Auburn at six foot one, and he did it at the rim uh, to do that. Uh, an old-fashioned three-point play. And then a driving basket, it turned out to be the difference in the game. 
Uh, Three-point shooting is one thing that, that teams have been able to get leads against Auburn on the three-point shooting. It just doesn't typically continue through the entire game. I've never seen a team with the block shot numbers that you guys have. I mean, this is – I know it's a lot of it's Walker Kessler. Uh, uh, 163 blocks in 20 games. I mean, that's mind-boggling. They, they defend it, the rim, huh? As well as any team I've ever seen at Auburn, that's for certain. And Kessler is a very good shot blocker and, for the most part, will stay out of foul trouble in doing that. And he has taken away offenses at the rim in games this year. You can tell that, that teams just they – they don't want to get the shot blocked and they change the offense. And he's yeah. just – he's an outstanding shot blocker. He's seven foot one. He's mobile. He gets, you know, he can get to the ball. If you get around him, he can still recover enough to make a block shot. But there have been a couple games this year that he has been taken out of it. Uh, the Alabama game in Tuscaloosa, for example, he got into early foul trouble, ended up fouling out of the game, and really wasn't a factor at all in that game. So it, it, it will greatly depend on how the game is called tomorrow. If he gets early fouls, well, that, that changes Auburn. That changes Auburn's defense uh, with Walker Kessler out of the game. But for the most part this year, he has stayed out of foul trouble and is an extraordinary shot blocker. But here's the one thing about Walker Kessler is he has improved his offensive game dramatically for Auburn this year and is much more of an, of an offensive factor than he was at the start of the year and perhaps than Auburn thought he would be this late in the season. It just gives Auburn another layer to its offense with what he's been able to do. Visiting uh, for just a couple of more minutes with Andy Burcham, play-by-play voice of the Auburn Tigers, OU Auburn, 1 o'clock tomorrow in the Big 12 SEC Challenge or SEC Big 12 Challenge. I'm not sure which one it is this year. I'll figure it out <laughs> by tomorrow. Um, Andy, you've got one of the great characters in the sport in Bruce Pearl. Uh, great coach. He's won everywhere he's been. Vastly entertaining. Uh, every time there's a microphone in front of his face, you can't wait to hear what he has to say. Tell us what he's like behind the scenes. What is it like to cover Bruce Pearl on a day-in, day-out basis? He is no different off mic than he is on mic. He, he is that person. He is a great ambassador, not just for Auburn basketball, or Auburn Athletics, he's a great ambassador for Auburn University and truly cares about the overall well-being of the university. And and what he has done at Auburn, I, I truly believe this, is one of the great coaching jobs in Auburn history across the board, regardless of the sport. Because what he inherited with his first team after taking over for Tony Barbie was, was very, very little talent and almost an ambivalence to Auburn basketball. And in those years since, and it took a little while to get it going, but in those years since, he has won, his teams have won an SEC championship, an SEC tournament championship, just the second in school history. He has guided Auburn to its first ever Final Four and was one non-called double dribble away from playing for a national championship. <laughs> yep. Two years ago, won 26 games 
and was the number two seed at the SEC tournament when COVID shut everything down. And this year has this team 19 and one, ranked number one in the country, and has a two game lead on the field in the SEC. Now, there's a great deal of basketball to be played, over a month of basketball to be played. And Auburn still has very tough road games coming up at Georgia, at Florida, at Arkansas, um, and Tennessee on the back half of this Auburn schedule. So it doesn't get any easier, and it all starts with Oklahoma on Saturday. Andy, thanks. I can't wait to shake your hand tomorrow. I have uh, a world of respect for you as a human being and as a play-by-play announcer and uh Thank you so much for a few minutes of your time today. We really appreciate it. Be safe in your travels, Toby. Well, I can't wait to talk to you tomorrow, my friend. Thank you, sir. There you go. Andy Burcham, voice of the Auburn Tigers. Uh, TJ, I want to circle back to that stat. Uh, I will talk to Kevin about it, too. It's the, it's the thing that worries me most tomorrow from an OU perspective. OU shoots a high percentage. Uh, they've... Now, with the West Virginia game, gone over 50% from the field as a team 11 times this year. They're top 10 in the nation in field goal percentage. And they do it because they get a ton of layups. They back cut you. uh, They work their offense, those 115 plays or whatever, until they get a great shot. Auburn does not allow layups. They got a 7-foot-1 dude that hangs out back there. He's blocked 80-plus shots this year. They've got 163 blocks on the year. OU has 36 blocks. Wow. Auburn has 160. They're averaging eight block shots a game, over eight a game. they got a 6'10 guy and a 7'1 guy that say, you're not getting any layups. You're going to beat us, you're going to have to hit threes, like Andy was talking about. There's been some teams come out and be hot from three and get ahead of them. And that's not what OU does. They're not a great three-point shooting team. They're a great work the offense and get a layup team. So tomorrow, I am afraid they're going to have to change their offense a little bit. I don't, I, I'm not that they're going to come out and say that, but I worry that Walker Kessler, unless he gets in foul trouble, is going to force them to change their offense and, and try to beat Auburn from three-point land. 3-2-1, three, let her fly. Yeah. Start so running. I think the the formula to Oklahoma winning this game is that they're going to have to have a great day shooting the three. Not a good day, not an average day, a great day. Like they did against Arkansas, for example. I think they hit 13 or 14 threes against Arkansas. I think that's how they're going to have to – because they don't have – you know, they don't have uh, the size to match up down low. Uh, 10 or 6'10", but not – he's not going to go up and dunk it on somebody at 7'1", you know. Um, a Cole Maywin is 6'8". Jacob Grove, 6'8". So, I, I, I think maybe if OU's going to pull off something magical tomorrow – they're gonna ha- we're gonna look at the box score at the end of the day and go, wow, they had a special day from three point range. Now that being said, I do think they'll get opportunities. Like they are so concentrated on defending that rim that I think um, uh, Emoja Gibson 
and others are going to get a lot of good looks from three-point tomorrow. Well, let's hope they're feeling we'll it tomorrow, that's for sure. Yeah, going to have to. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll hit some of your texts and calls next. Kevin Henry joins me at 735. Skip Johnson coming up in the 8 o'clock hour today. We'll be back. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby Exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. Toby and TJ back with you on The Ref. This hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. They saved people over $300,000 last year in listing commission. They can put that money back in your pocket also with their $8.99 listing fee. Check them out online, SaxonRealtyGroup.com. Give Terry or Jackie a call, 405-361-3380. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Go ahead. Um, Bob from Cement, if you want this red, you're going to have to call in while Toby's here. You know, he was the first guy on hold yesterday as soon as you bailed on us at 8 a.m. Right. yesterday. <laughs> Did not go well. Oh, no. Caused me problems with a five-minute call. He was endorsing certain people for mayor and uh, talking, no. uh, you know, about uh, coaches in certain ways, and it got out of hand. So I am not reading your Ron Jeremy text this morning, Bob, from Cement. That, hey, thank you for being the filter that, yes. and the protector, yes. the shot blocker that this show needs, TJ. Just saying, he needs to he needs to stop if he's going Thank to. Thank you for being the Walker him, Kessler call you. of our show. <laughs> uh, is it proper to nickname Gary Patterson Big Sweaty? They send a picture of Gary sweating and wiping with a towel. Um, Gary's gotten popular today just because of Porter saying, "Take a step back." Yeah, no, I don't think that's appropriate um, or respectful. Gary Patterson's got a statue. He's a great football coach. I don't think he should be referred to as Big Sweaty. What about his ties to the University of Texas now? Uh, well, I, I'm not saying that you have to love the guy. I'm just saying I don't think Big Sweaty is a, is a proper uh, a good title. By the way, Kevin Henry has made it. He is here awaiting his appearance. Of course. Next of course second. <laughs> we had our fingers crossed he would sleep through, but he didn't do it. He has, he has awoken. You know inside. why? He had an alarm set. <laughs> you can ask him. He'll be on next segment. Uh, good morning, TJ and Toby. Has Auburn seen the level of defensive intensity it will see from the Sooners tomorrow? We think not. Boomer yeah, Sooners, mean, the McPherson family. I think that's your hope if you're OU is that that's the case. I, I, they certainly, on a game-in, game-out basis, do not, in my opinion anyway, face the same caliber of defense in the SEC that they do in the Big 12. I think you saw already on two occasions this year against Florida and against Arkansas, OU jump out to big early leads because of that. They rattled Florida with their defense. They rattled Arkansas with their defense early. It was like 8 nothing in the Florida game. It was like 13 nothing in the Arkansas game. So I think that's a hope that maybe Auburn hasn't been D'd up like Oklahoma can D them up. Um, so there you go. I mean, that's that's something. To, and the other thing is this. I mean, this is, an, this is a 100% nothing-to-lose game for OU. I mean – their net and RPI and everything go up probably even if they lose this game. 
You're playing number one on the road. It is not going to hurt you at all. If you win it, it's huge. So I think that they'll be kind of a devil-may-care attitude, and they'll go just let it rip tomorrow. And sometimes when you do that, you play really well. So we'll see. That guy left out the most important stat. Pearl is crooked. That's what this guy says. I don't know what that means. <laughs> oh, Bruce Pearl. Bruce Pearl, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, he's my, had some questionable. Uh, he got. He got. He's had some NCAA run-ins in the past. If you share when you win at Wordle, you have to share when you lose. Yeah, I'm not sharing either way. I, nobody. I I feel like this probably falls in line with the fantasy football teams and uh, you know things like that. Like nobody cares. Nobody cares how quickly you solved your wordle. Was a so, wordle a bad uh, word today? Because it says my ten year old just told me you can't say that word on the radio unless you said something controversial earlier. Uh, hang on, let me see what the wordle word was today. I'm not going to say it out loud. Don't worry. Um. <laughs> It's not a bad word, no. If Bob from Cement got a hold of it, he could put it in a bad context. Okay. <laughs> There's your hint. That There's your wordle all. hint of the day. That says it all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, the, so the formula is for Yukon Cornelius to come out raining threes and draw his man away, opening up the paint. Yes. Although, it'll be interesting to see if they guard Tanner Groves with Walker Kessler. Uh, they might guard him with Jabari Smith, who is 6'10 and is a freak of an athlete. He said he's the potential number one pick in the NBA draft uh, because he's a three-point threat. But certainly... Uh, Tanner Groves shooting and making three-pointers needs to be a big part of this game. And hopefully that draws some defense out. I just don't – I don't think OU's going to make a living making layups against this team the way they block shots. They're going to have to hit some shots. Let's see what's next on the uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. I really enjoy Toby's monologue with the opposing team's play-by-play -play announcers. Very interesting – I love it. Keep up the good work. 918 Sooner. Thank you, 918 Sooner. If I could correct one thing here, and people hate it when I'm a grammar hammer, but it's an interview. A monologue oh, is when one person talks oh, alone. For example, when Johnny Carson comes out and has his monologue at the beginning of a show, talking by himself. It's not a monologue. It's an interview with two people chat. It's a conversation. But thank you for, for liking it. My early impression is I'm going to get along with these guys. Uh, there, there is one uh, SEC play-by-play -play guy that I have encountered that has been grumpy. But uh, most of them I've gotten along really well. I think Andy and I will be good friends in this conference. I think he's one of the play-by-play uh, -play guys I will get along with the best. Well, you're like uh, back in elementary when you had to like switch schools. Yeah, 
New friends. Yeah, you have to come up with these new friends. Uh, this one says the big whisperer instead for Gary Patterson. I think uh, that might be a potential basis for the next children's book is Boomer and Sooner <laughs> move to a new neighborhood. <laughs> Got to make friends with crocodiles. And have, and to make, have to make new friends, yeah. <laughs> g- g- gators and elephants. Pigs and, <laughs> and alligators and roosters <laughs> and such. <laughs> Lots of tigers. There's a lot of tigers in this league, TJ. <laughs> Who's Johnny Carson signed Parker Thune? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's great. Someone got so mad at Parker the other day texting me because I guess him and Mike I may have said this yesterday on the air with him and Mike going over the Mount Rushmore of OU players and Parker put Kenneth Murray on there. Kenneth Murray. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> All right, we got to take a break. Uh, Kevin Henry is here. He's standing by. We will chat with him next. I'm live in Auburn, Alabama today. We got Skip Johnson coming up at the 8 o'clock hour. Back after this. This hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show is brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Call Terry or Jackie at 405-361-3380. The anticipation is high. TJ, I just posted a, uh, a video to my Graham, my IG, my Insta. Uh, next commercial break, you got to check it out. That's my partner doing work in West Virginia. And uh, we are joined live now by uh, Kevin Henry. You can hear him at 1230 tomorrow on the pregame show as the Sooners take on number one, Auburn. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning. Good Hang morning. On, let's get this. How do you feel about that? I'm, I'm good. Can turn, you hear yourself okay? Turn me down just a in your headphones. Skosh. How about now? Better. Good. Yep. All right. We see TJ. We don't have Drake with us, so we got to do all this knob turning ourselves. It's it's a miracle. <laughs> you didn't bring the knob, so you got to turn the knob yourself. Wow. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about you, and then we'll talk about Auburn because there's been a lot of talk about you on the show this week. Uh, the alarm clock thing has taken a life of its own. Did you set an alarm clock to wake up for this interview today? No, I did not. And I got some news for you. Mm-hmm. So Dylan Mahalke, one of our uh, GAs for the basketball team, yes. you saw Dylan yeah. walk down the hall. He Looks tells, like he's 11, 12 years old, yep. but he's a baby, GA. Baby face, mm-hmm. yep. He uh, told me, he, he told me, he says, hey, I my phone broke yesterday. And I said, really? I said, that's too bad, man. He's like, I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know how I was going to wake up for our film session this morning. He said, but I just woke up. 7 o'clock this morning, Just my body just woke up. I said, great. I love it. Is it Dylan, you can tell, is young and has no idea that he could call the front desk and say, hey, can you <laughs> give me a wake-up call? He doesn't That's even, how we he all even know how to, to operate the phone in the room. <laughs> Before we had smartphones. <laughs> That's different. That's different. That's not what we're talking about. It's like, hey, look, my body woke up. My, like, my body would wake up, too, but... I have I, I set an alarm clock as a safety net. You don't even need safety nets. Six a.m. flight. You got to be up at four o'clock in the morning. You go to bed at midnight. You just tell your body wake up at four, and it wakes up at four. Yes, five years of college basketball playing, and we'd have six a.m. workouts. We'd have to meet at the weight room. We got to meet at the football. Never set an alarm. Does your wife set an alarm? Oh yeah, she okay. sets plenty. Okay. So she's kind of a safety net for you if you oversleep. 
I guess you could say that, but I'm up before her alarms start going off. So. I see. Unbelievable. It's a gift. And, uh, TJ, we've learned a lot of people out there apparently have this gift. Now let's move on to the lotion situation. Oh, my goodness. We brought this up on the show <laughs> earlier today. Tell folks about your lotion addiction Well, and how widespread is it. <laughs> it's more about I'm, – I'm, I guess I'm OCD, you, call, you would call it, because I wash my hands – so many times a day and when you wash your hands toby your hands get dry and so i would prefer to have lotion so that my hands don't get dry so yeah. I, i've i've been known to take lotion to neighbors houses <laughs> <laughs> and just leave it there because i don't want to ask them for their lotion every time so if i'm over there and i'm washing my hands i'm like hey i already have mine it's underneath the cabinet Right, and so I don't How, use all of that. Do they put How like masking t- tape with your name on it and Sharpie or something like Kevin's no, they lotion? Know, they just know that's they just know that's Kevin's. <laughs> now, if if a neighbor's listening, if a neighbor's listening, and I have not put taken lotion to your house, it's because you're so close to my house. I can just run home and put lotion on. Right, but this has to be a certain distance from your house. It's too far to get back yeah. to lotion. Yeah. Uh, so you plant lotions around different neighbors and friends houses like if i was going to piedmont yeah and i was at your house quite a bit i would leave a lotion at your house unless you said <laughs> unless you said hey kevin you can always use our lotion right Je- jenny's jenny has this great lotion set uh-huh. here that you could use it's for not- the record if you've ever ever visit our house we would be more than happy for you to use our lotion okay yeah but i, I mean it would be kind of cool to be one of the houses selected <laughs> to to be a lotion plant we did have a, a, a listener who just texted me and said, tell me about uh, Kevin Henry's history. I don't know anything about him. It never dawns on me that we got a bunch of new listeners who don't know what a great basketball player you were back in the day. So Kevin played at New Mexico for Fran Fraschilla, right? One season, yep. Uh, and then Dave Bliss. Dave Bliss first. Dave Bliss first. Yep. Okay, Dave Bliss first. Then Dave went to Baylor. Correct. You stayed at New Mexico for one year and played for Fran and then couldn't stand Fran. (laughs) (laughs) So you transferred to Baylor to play for Dave Bliss again. Well, so I played two seasons at the University of New Mexico for Dave Bliss. recruited me out there. A lot of Sooner fans know Dave. He coached the Sooners 40, 45 years ago. And uh, had a stop at SMU and then New Mexico. And then after my sophomore year, um, he left and went to Baylor, and I remember it like it was yesterday because those coaching changes happen as soon as the season's over. As yeah. soon as you know, we lost the second round of the NCAA tournament to UConn that year, the year that they went on and won the championship. And the team, we were in Denver, I believe, and he, we flew back to Albuquerque, and he flew to Dallas and did his Baylor interviews or whatever it was. And then um, he met us out back in Albuquerque on Monday, team meeting. Hey, coach, or hey, guys. Uh, I'm headed to Baylor. I'm sure you've read about it, blah, blah, blah. The, the, what you've read is true. I'm going to Baylor. Well, he offered me an opportunity to go then, and uh, I said, Coach, thanks, but no thanks. I'm going to stick around out here. I like it in Albuquerque. So we got Fran Frischella uh-huh. and uh, ended up transferring. Played one season for him. <laughs> <laughs> you get along great with Fran now. He's awesome. Yeah. Awesome off the court. He's the best. And right. he's been he's been super helpful to me, especially when you know when his son was playing here, and and I got this role. Um, we 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 talk once a week, and and so he's he's been great. Um, 
but ended up transferring. Played my junior season for Fran. Ended up transferring to coach back to Baylor. Transferred to Baylor to play for Coach Bliss, which is you know when you pick a school, you a lot of times pick for the coach, and sure. that's. Uh, and so I, I thought I better go back and play for the coach that I knew so well. And stayed in Waco for a while, and now are still. Anytime we'd go anywhere in Waco, everybody knows Kevin Henry. He, he is the norm from Cheers. TJ in Waco, <laughs> Kev anywhere he goes in Waco, and is still the all-time three-point record no, holder. No, it got broke two years ago, two seasons ago in New Mexico. Yep, had 102 threes my sophomore year and set a school record and it lasted for 20 years 21 seasons and then uh you know the game has changed so this is my disclaimer here the game right. has changed the the transition three was not a thing when i played and yeah you talk about that a lot if you pulled up on a fa- fast break for a three you would have been yanked from the game and and never went back in right uh and he still has a strap folks if you just check out the latest video i posted on my instagram <laughs> I'm He's watching. I'm watching the, now. It's just it, the ball comes off his hand so smoothly, and I know why now. Yeah, and so so that's the resume. Uh, great three point shooter. Um, eats a hamburger with a fork and knife. Never set an alarm clock in his life, and has lotions planted all over Norman, Oklahoma City area. Is there anything <laughs> and, and else Waco. we're leaving out? And Waco. And Waco. Yeah. Oh. When you go back down to Waco, you got to have some. Yeah. Uh, all right. You want to talk some basketball? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's take a break. When we come back, we will preview tomorrow's battle with number one Auburn. We're live in Auburn today. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show brought to you by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. We'll be back. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. You're me, Teach. Well, I can bring it here because we do have a couple of texts for uh, Go ahead. Kevin I here on the yeah, Air I Comfort Solutions that. text line. Uh, this one says, tell Kevin, I was a freshman in 97-98 when he was a sophomore at UNM. We actually played intramural softball together on Johnson Field with Kenny Thomas. Uh, mentioned Matt Mira to him, who was my roommate in the dorms, trainer on their team. Thanks, Toby. I love your show. That's from Jason. Says he also played golf at New Mexico. How about that? There you go. Yeah, I remember that. Intramural softball. Did Were you uh, supposed to be playing? Did you keep lotion softball? at Jason's okay. dorm room? No, I no, didn't. Okay. What about Kenny Thomas? <laughs> what about him? Did he have lotion at his place? Uh, we were roommates. Oh, okay, so you shared it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this one wants to know if uh, he keep, uh, if uh, Kevin keeps lotion at Chip and JoJo's Ranch in uh, Waco. <laughs> <laughs> Magnolia. <laughs> And the last one, one more, here one says, uh, Kevin Henry, you're great. You're such a plus for OU and this show. Wow. Thank you. Wait, Ayana's up listening early today. I That's hope she fantastic. is. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about this game tomorrow. Uh, Auburn's number one. They're 19-1 and one on the year. What, in your opinion, do they do so well? Why are they so good? Well, you, I heard you talking this morning a little bit about how many shots they block, and it's, it's a uh, – a stat that Dylan Mahalke also told me when we were walking down here, they have the highest block percentage uh, in the history of Ken Palm. 
Toby. I know you know what Ken Palm yeah. is. So it's Ken been a, Pomeroy. Yeah. Yep. So it's been around. They stat everything from an analytics standpoint. So I guess block percentage. You know, number of shots. Some people may take more shots. Some people may get more shots off or whatever. But um, it's it's incredible what they've done on the defensive end. Now, from the Sooners' perspective, we don't get our shot blocked very often. We're not a team that you know. You, you think about that gets their shot blocked that's a whole true. lot. So that's one one plus. And another thing I was thinking about, I mean, they do have a lot of size and length down there. But, you know, with Tanner Groves playing on the perimeter a little bit, stepping out, shooting threes, you're going to pull at least one of those two away from the basket. Mm-hmm. And so I like the Sooners' chances when they, you know, can pull one of those guys uh, away from the from the basket. And then that will open up at least some driving opportunities for some of the the other guys that slash the basket and back cut and things like that. I see Jalen Hill getting a lot of back cuts along the baseline. Uh, Jacob Groves doing the same thing. So I, I think that that aspect of the game will will play a little bit in the Sooners' favor. They're going to have to come out and guard. And, and big guys that like to be around the basket don't like to guard out on the perimeter. And if, if uh, Tanner can get hot from three, that would be great. Somebody asked a question this morning that um – uh, that I think is a real key to this game is has has Auburn been defended like Oklahoma is going to defend them tomorrow? That's kind of the million dollar question for me. Like, if this game starts and Auburn looks comfortable against Oklahoma, then we might be in for a long day. You know, not, not a lot of teams have done that this year. Baylor looked comfortable against OU early on. You're like, wow, they're not phased at all by what OU's doing against them. But most teams, and especially the two SEC teams that we've played, have looked rattled early on. So the first four minutes, I think, will tell us a lot about this game. Well, and and what the Sooners have done in those games where they've rattled people on the defensive end, they've gone down and scored too. Yeah. So it hadn't been a zero to zero yeah. deal. It's been Jumped eight to front. nothing. Yeah. And so they've gotten up eight eight uh, eight to nothing, ten to nothing, something like that early on. So you've rattled them on the the defensive end because you just guarded every single thing. You just blown up their plays. But then what you've done, you've gone down and scored on the other end. And so I think that uh, makes makes other teams take a, a big step back and say, "Whoa, I mean, these these guys are for real." So yeah, yeah I think Sooners going to come out. They're going to they're going to defend. They're going to guard. They're going to play hard. They're going to do what they've done all season long. But Making shots, you know, getting easier buckets, you know, getting a couple of layups, scoring in the paint. You remember West Virginia? I think the first eight or ten points came right there in the paint, and so that was that was a plus for for the Sooners. Uh, what do you think about the lineup change? Yeah, I like it. I I, I like Jacob Groves's length. I think he brings a uh, different dimension to the game, and and uh, so I, I I don't mind it at all. I mean, I think when you when you're a coach, when you coach teams and you, you're around teams as, as often as we are and you watch uh, teams' dynamics and teams develop, you, you kind of move the chess pieces around a little bit. And that's what, what Coach Moser did. I mean, he moved them around and, and uh, it worked out in their favor. I mean, you, you never want to look backwards, but, you know, what happens if he doesn't make that change? It, it may be, you know, five losses in a row. So yeah. I, I love the change. I, I think it was good. I think there's uh, still some tweaks that, that could be made just because you got Ethan Shagwell coming back now, and I, I really like his game, being a big guy that can score, and he's such a good passer. I mean, that's one thing that stands out to me is his passing ability. So uh, I, I like tweaking lineups and, and, and doing throwing people off. And how about Marvin Johnson coming yeah. in? You know, what even on the scouting report. I mean, I bet you West Virginia's sitting there saying, who's this guy? Right. You know, he hadn't played in, in, in weeks. And so, you know, he's out there scoring buckets, getting steals, and just, you know, again, blowing the plays up. And when you, you have the length like Marvin and like Jacob Groves, I mean, you're, and you're athletic enough to, you know, make plays at this level, I mean, you can really make a difference. Yeah, that's something we should say. As long as practice goes well today, 
I do think we'll see Ethan, it sounds like anyway, we'll see Ethan Chagua back on Saturday in a limited amount of time probably, but a little bit, which is great, especially if he can continue to build that. Uh, it feels like to me that if they're going to go into a zoo tomorrow, which this place is going to be a zoo, and beat number one on the road, like Harkless is going to have to be involved. Like his, you know, his mentality and his toughness and his all that kind of stuff. Right? Am yeah, I right no, he, about that? He, yeah. I mean, he played four minutes in West Virginia. Yeah, and I think the, the game I'm was trying just... to talk softly because Porter Moser's not very far from where we are right, <laughs> right now. So I don't want him to think I'm giving him coaching. <laughs> but isn't he going to have to be involved a little bit? I, I think you're right. And I think there's uh, you got to pick and choose your spots. And, and Elijah has done a lot of good things for this team and this program over the last couple of years. So you, you want to make sure you get him in a good spot on the defensive end so he could you know show off his – defensive talents and, and things like that because he's a dog on the ball. I mean, just a hawk out there. And then, you know, offensively, I think he's one of those guys that can score the basketball in, in spots. He can get it late in the shot clock. He's not afraid to, to shoot it. So, I mean, there's there's different ways that you can get him involved. But, yeah, you're right. The Sooners going to need everybody. I mean, every single player is going to have to do their role. Uh, I, I love what AK's been able to do. Yeah, he's, come he's been in. good. He's been good. He's been really good. Six and five against Baylor. I mean, that was that was huge. That kind of got the ball rolling for him. And and so it's it's going to be it's going to be a team effort, of course. But you know, you you can't mistake Tanner Grove's going to have to make shots from the perimeter. Sure. I think it's going to help him. And Mo. if he, Mo's got to make shots. I mean, there's just certain guys. You know, Goldwire's got to handle the basketball and. and get, you know, five, six, seven, eight assists. I mean, this is the type of game that's going to take him distributing it, getting easy shots for teammates. So it's going to be a huge team effort by everybody. Rematch today at practice? Let's do it. You and me? Yeah. All right. I haven't reported that yet on the show, by the way. We'll no, you, you, yeah, you out, you outshot me that in I'll, that little game I'll, that round the horn. Or I wasn't going to say anything. Yeah, no, 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 you you won. What was it? One no, it's 1-0. 1-0 right is our first time. A yeah. little round the world. Round the world, that's it. A little it. round the world. Round the world. Um, all right, rematch today at practice. We'll see how it goes. See Thanks Theron, for uh, see if Theron's got his camera going. <laughs> you pl you play well when the cameras are on. <laughs> you shoot well when the cameras are on. All right. Thanks for giving us a half hour of your morning, Kevin. We appreciate it. Of thanks course. for stopping by. Of course. That's the great Kevin Henry. Everybody, we'll take a break. Eight twenty. Skip Johnson joins us live. It's the T Row in the morning show live from Auburn.